Hey there everybody and welcome to This Game Wears 2023 Roundup. This is Chris and over there is... Me, Ashley. Hello everybody. Happy New Year. Twixmas, yeah. that's, that's what I call it now, isn't it? This is Twixmas. Twixmas. Yeah. Mm, I don't think they should be calling it anything. But this is going out New Year, so you're right. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, how are you yeah. finding the period between Christmas and New Year? Passable. I don't know. We've been really busy. We... We were both ill in the week leading up to Christmas, and then this this Christmas, it's just been like most of the days we've had something to do, and it's a yeah. bit, bit much, isn't it? It's nice to have a bit, of, bit of a chill, wouldn't it? Yeah, we've had one day. I'm getting, I'm fed up's the wrong word, but um, that the whole thing with food, that there's just, just constant food, like, you know, I make a cup of tea, and there's like, oh, there's a Christmas cake there, better have a slice of that. A bit later on, I walked past and there's a, like a box of if, uh, Terry's Chocolate Orange. They've done a mint one, and I got one then, and it's mm. really, really nice. And I walked past that. Oh, I'll have a second to that. Terry's and, Chocolate uh, Mint. Yeah, I think it's I think it's called that. I mean, that would make sense if it was, but it's very tasty. And The continued uh, homogenization of what, what you can get at the supermarket. Yeah. Everything's the same. What do you mean about? Everything's nothing. Mint. I'm just complaining about nothing. Right. Yeah, just constant grazing, just constant grazing all week long. We haven't actually had that this year because we uh, have, to some degree, been a bit, bit Grinchish, and our Christmas tree never came out. Oh yes, we haven't decorated our house. We also we just didn't buy like the Christmas food and things. I got a bit of cheese, like a bit of nice cheese, because we both like cheese. So we've had some slightly more special cheese than we normally have but half of that's still left so that's barely been barely been touched and um yesterday we went to uh, some families uh, elsewhere and we went to Lidl and got like a few snacky bits for the young person that we were looking after that day so we we've now got a few nuts and uh, some cheese twists you know like pastry cheese twists yep and that's the extent of our Christmas snacks. Oh, I love it. For the whole Lots of the season. Stolen and nuts and crisps. Yeah, and, oh, I like I can't them. get enough. I don't disagree. I do like them. But also, we haven't had that problem where, where you're like, I've got ulcers because I don't remember what vegetables are. Yeah, I have been very aware of, of my lack of vitamin intake over the last few days. Yeah. So... That's so I'm not I, having said that I'm not I'm I'm not at all going to pretend that I've eaten wonderfully healthily. We've had a Chinese and we had a McDonald's yesterday. So well, it's not it's not like it's been brilliant. We haven't been great at all. So oh, ringing in the new year. Yeah. Something like that. So speaking of Oh new and year, also I've got a coffee oh. with cream in because that is the one that's the one that's uh, festive yeah, like if you've got cream in the fridge, who has cream in the fridge on a regular basis? We only really have it at Christmas. And I've got creamy coffee, which is very nice. When we have it in and I have it in coffee, it does it just feel very, very, very decadent. It's very, very decadent. Yeah, I agree. Christmas. Anyway, New Year's. It's the end of so it. That's why do, we're here. We're going to do some games. Some games we've played this year, 2023 games, mm. and talk about them a, bit, a little bit and say what we're looking forward to next year. And then that's it for us for this year, and we'll see you in 2024. Yeah, I um, this year has been, by all accounts, a very good year for gaming. And I still found it a little bit difficult dredging through the games that I've played. To, to I, I need to get into the habit of writing them down. 
because I've been through the whole list of, like on Wikipedia, it's got a list of every game released in 2023. I've gone through that and I'm thinking, well, I don't feel like I've played very many of these at all. But we just mentioned Dredge. That is a game you talked about last week. So that was a nice little reference. I mean, this seems like a good time to say, to confess, because I've done a bad, that I did the same thing. I've done the same thing and I've gone through and the games, the games that have come out this year, the games I've been playing this year. You've played four. (laughs) Less. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. The the games I've played this year, the games I've enjoyed, uh, I've only, only two I'm making a real hash this because I'm very nervous. Only two games have come out this year that I've played. There we go. That's a better way to phrase it. Well, I know which ones those are as well. Yeah, I know. So it makes a oh, mockery no. the whole thing. Because yeah, it just you... make a mockery the whole thing. This isn't, this isn't best of 2023. This is games we've played this year that we like. Yep. But Excellent. I have played. For me, this has been a, a year where I have played a lot of games as mm. I've got Game Pass, as I've been enjoying my Switch, well, continue to enjoy my Switch. So I, I have played a lot of games. It's just that only two of them are games that come out in 2023. So usually we'll do it top five and we'll alternate. Uh, this is going to be you leading it and I'll chip it number two. How's that sound? What? <laughs> You're not even going to put any games up. You just got two games. Well, I've jotted, I've jotted some down that I've enjoyed, but there's just there's only two Good. games from 2023. Mm, so that's okay. I think that's okay. okay. Have you All got right, a then. rough, a rough topness? To uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll allow it then. All right. Thank you. How about that? Um, yeah, I know which two you've got, and they might actually be also on. A different list as well. I, so I did wonder that. Well, just just before we start talking about it, I did try and balance that this week. I because I had a bit of a panic, so I thought, um, <laughs> oh, Sonic Superstars good. that came out this oh, year. God, I, I, that's that's that did quite well. The reviews were quite divisive, but Sonic Superstars people seem to really like it or really hate it. So uh, I'll get that because maybe I can play that a bit before the end of the year, and then that can maybe mm. make my top five. And I got it, and I've sent it back because it was real bad. Yeah, so yeah. Sonic in it. My top five. What a good start to your Sonic and versus Mario month or whatever it is that we do these days. I don't know. It did cross my mind to do an episode about Sonic Superstars, <laughs> but it would just be so horribly negative. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I'm not going to. Well, mine will definitely be. So that's fine. You've made your confession my confession is that yeah i've i've played a fair few games and i might have made a few allowances on in terms of what's actually on my list although i think comfortably you could say that five of my games have come out this year the five the five big ones um what i am offering though in lieu of the you know what i've done is i've made contingencies so i thought that there might be some crossover between our lists and i am offering in their place some games that i think are the best some some of my favorite games that i played this year that maybe didn't necessarily come out this year um, and that's what there i did is the I, customary... i've done a backup list of, of kind of mm. games i've enjoyed but aren't 2023 games there's a customary i i do tend to and i haven't done it to to a major degree this year um but i i often sort of talk about these are games that are missing from this list and it's not because I don't like them or whatever, it's because I haven't played them. Um, and I haven't made that list this year, but I do think I should probably mention Baldur's Gate 3 because everyone's been raving about that. And there's probably yep. more. 
and they might come up if if I remember them as we're as we're talking, then I'll mention them. Uh, one one's what never made it onto my plate. Fair enough. Okay. Well, should we? Should we Do you want to kick us off? Okay. Well, so I'll start off with my kind of. Um, oh dear. So number five is a game that definitely did not come out in twenty twenty three. I've just googled the name because I always get it the wrong way around. Oh wait, before you before you carry on. I was going to say, so do you remember on our Gift of the Game episode, mm. I recommended Patch Magazine? Yes. Well, they did their, what I think is their first, uh, like, awards edition. And one of the games that they gave an award to, it was for music, was Journey, which is definitely not from this year. It hasn't no, released on anything this year. And that was their reward, that was their music award. So, you know, if... If actual bona fide magazines are doing it, then maybe we can too. Okay, that seems fair. Mm. Anyway, n- number five is Frog Detective. Okay. Not it's, from this year. Not we from knew this it. year. We knew it. I don't need to point it out for them all, but I'll I do it for that one. Uh, Frog Detective is on Game Pass, so anyone with Game Pass, you can get it. I, I don't know how much it is not on Game Pass, not very much, I imagine. The version on Game Pass, it's three games in one. The games are probably about an hour to hour and a half in total, and they're the almost like it's like a slim down point and click first person where you are controlling someone talking around and you you've got like a, a small area you've got about five six seven people to talk to so it's a you're, you're trying to figure out what's happened but you, because of the size of the area the limited number of people you interact with or characters because they're not people they're all animals the limited number of items you can pick and interact with it's just a, it's like a a small slim down point and click and that's one of the things I like about it. I like that the visuals mm. are really nice. The it's got a very whimsical sense of humour that and the style of it and, and everything reminds me of kind of almost of Wes Anderson, that that um nostalgic whimsicalness, quirkiness. Mm. And it's just it's it's funny. It's also funny, which games rarely are. It's, they often don't nail it when they're trying, do they? Yeah, precisely. And uh yeah, just a just a bit, a bit of real good fun. A bit of real good fun. Very nice. Yep. I actually haven't played Frog Detective, not all the way through. I've I've played like five, ten minutes of it. So I should probably rem- remedy that, resolve it, since it's on Game Pass now. Yeah. What's your number oh. five? Well, I I don't know if you're doing like a rundown or from the fifth best to the first, I'm to not. like the very it, best. No. The whole thing's thrown me a bit. I've just got, I've got my solid top two, the two that... The did come out this year, they're definitely in mm. numbers one and two, but the rest of it is all just a bit of a, a mishmash, I think, because I'm panicking. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, do, you, do you need some time to collect yourself? Yeah, it's fine. Crack on. Okay, cool. Right, so my uh, my number five, or my the first game that I would like to mention, is one that I was playing, I think, around March time this year, and was a complete kind of left field surprise for me i didn't even know why i was turning it on when i turned it on and yet it became very quickly uh the like a solid solid staple uh for me uh i was playing it daily and for a couple of hours in the evening if not wow. more listening to podcasts at the same time it was the perfect like chill out game and came for me uh, as well at a perfect time because it was when I was like really busy doing uh, doing some stuff at work. It was a power simulator, which some pedants who are wrong uh, would point out initially released last year. But actually, uh, Power Wash has come to multiple platforms uh, this year. 
like fresh to new platforms and the platforms that i've played it on because i've played it on multiple platforms uh they are the ones that it's come to this year so go away pedants yeah um, yeah my friend uh told me about three or four days ago that they have just mopped up the 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 platinum trophy on playstation uh five but also at the same time they did it on playstation 4 they've been playing Ooh. it in tandem on both on both systems wow. uh doing each of these things and then yeah they've just managed to finish up everything on uh on both platforms got two platinums out of it having played the whole thing through in march i then succumbed about three weeks ago to buying it on my new uh MetaQuest 3 so i'm i'm uh power washing the nights away in vr now and having played it at yours on vr i really enjoyed playing it in vr I, it's I lovely it, yeah. it, it was it was lovely it was really yeah i was impressed at how cool it was just how it felt like i was in the, the i did the bmx the dirt bike or whatever it was and it mm. was like i was in the room with it it was crazy i really like being in spaces i think that's generally one of the things that i like in vr anyway the things that have most not not the things that I most enjoyed, but certainly one of the aspects of VR that I've really enjoyed is feeling like I'm in an actual v, uh, 3D computer gamified space. So in Power Wash, being in this digital back garden or being in this skate park um, and very obviously being it, it being a computer game, um, that feels pretty great to me. There are lots of other games that I've played so far that that fulfil a, a similar thing. Like, uh, please don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. That that is a single room, like an escape room style puzzle thing that all takes place in a single room. And if you've got a room that's reasonably sized, you can map it such that you can just move around in your open space, and and it's like you're in in that room. And it's so easy to forget that you're not. That, that you're not that you're in that you're in, in my case in my living room it's it's absolutely brilliant um and power wash fulfills that too so yeah power wash simulator well unsurprisingly power wash is also on my list of games mm. that i've enjoyed this year uh, i did look and because i was thinking is this one i can slide through for the reasons you've outlined as to platforms and so on uh, but it did come out initially in 2022 but you're right it came to platforms this year so i thought that would be one i could just get through i did also reason it that there's been dlc come out for it this year so that that would be a way to make it relevant to 2023 i did spend on christmas day itself i was power washing santa's workshop yeah we we were doing that as well (laughs) yeah i did feel a bit like this feels this feels a bit tragic but i was really enjoying myself no no lean into it it's fine yeah, uh, it's just it's it's the whole the whole point of the game is just it's so as in the episode when we talked about it at length, it 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 sounds on paper so dull. And when I explain to people like, well, what's the point in that? And it is just as, as you've said, it's that it's that zenness of it that I can just sit with it on mute, listen to a podcast, and just really just get absorbed into what I'm doing. And I know there are people that mock me for it and mock other people for playing it, but I don't care because I really yeah. enjoy it. It's a classic example of yucking a yum. And I think um, the people, mm, there are lots of people that will play it and go, oh, no, I, that's not m- me at all. Like, I don't want to do that. That's ridiculous. 
and I was one of the people that was very averse to the notion of playing it. There's been a bit of a, a slew of what I think they're terming dad games. So there's Lawnmower Simulator and Euro Truck Simulator and um, or, or Mud... Oh, what was it? Mud, uh, mud Summon, where you go in a big lorry and you try and get through muddy areas. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could remember what that's called, but there we go. Uh, and Power Wash Simulator is one of those uh, in, in that sub subcategory of dad game. But there is also... I don't. I don't care. It doesn't matter. To be quite honest, yeah. It it is. It is more than the sum of its parts. I think that's something that I would be comfortable in saying. And it's definitely a much better experience than I anticipated it ever being. It's. It's yeah. It's really, really, really relaxing. It's it's exactly the sort of thing that I think a lot of games aren't. Like there's a lot of seriousness to the to the drama of games and gaming. And this is not a game that necessarily takes itself seriously. It doesn't make it easy on you. Like it's not necessarily it's not I mean, it's not hard, let's be honest. It's not hard, but also there's a laboriousness to yes. to things, which also I think lends itself to uh feeling uh success and feeling achievement in a in a big way well um, i'm on in, in my career i'm about about two-fifths of the way through having played it an awful lot so i've got a lot to go but as you said you get the you'll get a challenge that can be done in 15 20 minutes and they challenge mm. that will take four hours and i like that aspect as well the and yeah. as you said the sense of achievement when i've done something that's four hours i have also over the christmas period as well as doing santa's workshop i've also treated myself to the back to the future dlc because I, re- nice. I really like back to the future and Brilliant. i've done so far i've done doc brown's van i've done the actual delorean and i hadn't quite appreciated how fiddly the bit ran by the oh all well, the there. flaps there's, and there's, a, fans there's a, lot and things, of, yeah. a lot of cables and things around there mm. so that took a while and I, i've just started doing the, the clock tower and that's massive mm. and I've, I've played that for about 20 minutes i'm on about 13 percent. so that's going to take me a long time to do but you know what yeah i said six music on or a podcast listen to a uh, uh, play sorry i don't care i love it yeah it's also a game that you can uh dick around in literally i mean how how many muddy dicks I've seen in uh, on the internet? Mm, that sounds and, awful. And the game that sounds really awful. Um, but the amount the amount of cartoon willies uh, <laughs> I've seen in Power Wash uh, through the magic of the internet is insane, and it lends itself to that. Like going in and messing around. There's a multiplayer. Uh, there's a multiplayer aspect to it, so you can go in and you can do those things uh, or whatever. Like if you if if you want to do that, do things that way. You can do it that way. Similarly, it allows you to be very methodical. If you really just want to get things done in a methodical way, then then you can do that too. And if you've got a group of friends to do it with, then it, that's brilliant. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's a game that can be whatever you want it to be, really. And I appreciate games like that. So, yeah, Power Wash Simulator on both of our lists. Two thumbs up. What's your four, next one? four thumbs up. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, yeah, four. So we've we yeah, so it's me again, is it? It is bouncing back to okay. you. Okay, right. Well, um, y- yeah. So my next game is also a game that has come up very recently because uh, it is Dredge. I had heard really good things about this throughout the year. I'd seen it was garnering some accolades at various different 
outlets. I knew that it was my cup of tea anyway, because it's fishing. And I don't know why, but I say I've got that weird penchant for for fishing in games. It's it's my favorite mini game. Uh, and this is this is mini game the game. Or fishing mini game the game. Uh yeah, it's it's a it's a real nice mix of soft horror which i can just i can take i can deal with the horror in this game which is nice because i'm very scared most of the time with horror games it's a yeah it's a lovely mix of soft horror and sort of cozy game stylings so if you think the way that stardew makes you feel combined with the way that resident evil makes you feel maybe not quite to that degree but those two those two boxes of emotion uh, smash them together and then see what you come up with. Well, you probably come somewhere close to Dredge. It's it's great. As I said in last week's episode, it's one that everyone I know that's played it has raved about how good it is. Mm. Yeah, it's it's easy again, I think it would be easy to dismiss it because it's a very straightforward uh, premise. You go out, you catch fish in a trawler and the way that you catch those fish is through like very simple rhythm mini games um but i think i like in the same way that i like with stardew valley or or various other uh games uh, there is a collection to complete and the collection is well the boats are are a collection in and of themselves like filling out the tech tree for those getting all of the technology getting it to the to be the very best boat that you can possibly have uh, that's one aspect of it. But then the bigger collection is the various different fish that all swim at in different parts of the ocean in at different times of the, whether the day or the night. And um, you, each of those normal fish also has uh, some variants that they call aberrations. And they're, they're pretty great to catch. Like there's a small uh, buzz that you get every time you get a, a new variant of a cod or a ling or whatever. I don't know if ling are in the game. If they are, it's a spoiler, and I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but it's more a bit like the Animal Crossing thing with with the museum, mm. where you've got to fill that out. Yeah, and it's that as you said, the collection. It's that building it bit by bit. Is mm. it's that writ large? But then it also combines it with this weird horror aspect, like the Lovecraftian horror. And the, one of the first things that you do if you venture even slightly further away from your starting point, uh, you end up at a, an island where there's a man in a house who tasks you with going and finding five artifacts and if you i don't know what happens if you go and find those five artifacts but i've started to uncover by by sort of visiting shipwrecks various different clues to the notion that this man might not be straight up and Mm. that things may not be ideal if you do collect his five artifacts i've got three of them so i'm well on my way to uh accidentally unleashing potentially Ugh. actual real hell but we'll, we'll see his yes exactly yeah um his shed incidentally i think this is only if you have uh the blackstone key dlc which is some kind of um uh, additional extra which he, i got included with the game um his shed has got some strange artifacts that you can attach to your ship to make it better but it's like blood sacrifice engine or something um I, yeah mm. It's got that. Also, uh, crossing the open ocean at night is is an interesting uh, and slightly nerve wracking affair because you get you get chased by monsters and you get chased by this a very strange fog. Um, 
so yeah it's the it's the level of horror that i can deal with cool and I, I enjoy it for that so stretch stretch get it get it okay my third one is i'm well i'm gonna put my third one i'm gonna do an honorable mention to illusion island because that is a game that i played that came out this year mm. But I've only played it about half an hour at a friend's house. But I really, really enjoyed it. So I wanted just to give that a shout out. It's mm-hmm. a Castle, uh, Castlevania, a Metroidvania. And it's a family Metroidvania, which is quite a novelty. It supports four players. So you can play at the same time with three other people. It's got a good sense of humor again. Really nice animation as part of it as well. The half hour I played with it, I was really, really impressed with it. And I came away mm. thinking, I want to get that. And just haven't mm. got around to it yet. But... Mm. Um, the half hour I played, it was great. So that's my honorable mention. So number three is going to be Vampire Survivors. I talked at length last week about Vampire Survivors and why I liked it so much. So if you want to find out more, just go and really well listen to last week's episode. So so what's happened is we've we've both given the first game as yep. the same game. Then the second game is the for both of us is the game that we talked about last week. Yep. It seems ah, that well, way, doesn't it? It, it can't this, be helped. It's, it's a mockery. It's just, it's just the way that it's, play, it, it, it's uh, shaken out. I have got in my list of games that are coming out in 2024 that I'm looking forward to, there are quite a few. So what I'm going to do, my newest resolution, is I'm just going to make sure I get them all. And then next year we're going to have more mm. to talk about. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. Get me them well, all as well. And then we can really talk about them. I would also add that several of the games, one, two, three, four of them, were all games I said last year. Oh, yeah, these games are all due to come out 2023. I'm looking forward to playing them. Mm, yeah. So, mm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I mean, my, my my number three is categorically a 2023 game and one that definitely won't have made it onto your list, although you do have access to it and you should have played it because it is excellent. I then should also make the make the confession that I haven't finished it, but I'm a, a good way yeah. into it. Uh, and Hannah has finished it because she she started watching me play it and was so taken with it that she she got on it and, and yeah, beat it before I could. Uh, I, I th- therefore watched Hannah play a lot, a lot more than I've actually played and enjoyed everything that I saw and have enjoyed everything that I've played of it as well. The game is Sea of Stars, which you may have guessed, um, and I, I think I, we've done an episode on this, but we I have, will yes. give a yeah. If you would like to, if you would like to find out why Sea of Stars has made it onto this list, then you should go and listen to the episode. Um, but the yeah, it's a it's an old school what people might call JRPG, Japanese RPG, and that doesn't mean that it was made in Japan. It means that it has certain aesthetic qualities and mechanic choices, um, style. Trappings? Yeah, trappings uh, of games that were prolific uh, and coming out of Japan in the sort of, well, I'd say 90s and maybe early noughties in particular. Um, Specifically, this one kind of harks back to the SNES era and even more specifically, you might argue that it's harking back to Chrono Trigger in, in, in a very certain way. The creators of Chrono Trigger only this week uh, were touted as having heaped a bunch of praise on it they did an interview where they were talking about how how excellent a job uh the sea of stars developers had done and i agree with with them wholeheartedly um i think in our episode i talked about how they managed to conjure up this weird feeling of nostalgia that i knew that i wasn't re-experiencing something from my childhood but also i felt very much like i was 
in a place that I'd been experiencing something that I'd experienced. Mm-hmm. It, it It's a very strange feeling that you don't, it's just very hard to get the perfect circumstances to conjure that. And and this game is one of the few things that has, has managed to do that for me, making the new feel old in a in the most excellent way. So you just talking about that at Sea of Stars and how it's starred in a certain way. There's a game that's come out literally this week called Chico and the Magic Orchard. I added it onto my watch list on the Switch. It's £4 and it's done like mm. a Game Boy Color game. So it, it's called, to give it its proper title, Chico and the Magic Orchard DX. And it's styled in that Link's mm. Awakening DX way. And you've got the, the screen is done. It's got a Game Boy, a bit like the um, Super Game Boy. It's, it's got a frame around it that's styled like a Game Boy. And part of the unlocks within the game is you can unlock different skins to to map around the, the side of that but the game mm. itself the trailer i watched it was just it was like watching link's awakening or a game that was like link's awakening the style of it the the sound effects everything about it it, it made me think like, like just mm. like you've said that like oh i remember playing this back in 1999 on the game boy color and obviously i didn't but the mm. creators have done such an amazing job of this game it, it looks incredible it was uh yeah again it's a 2023 game um, i haven't played it but it looks like one that maybe maybe interest people yeah i hope i hope if if that is a game that you're looking forward to playing i hope that it does sort of ignite that same feeling in in you that i got with sea of stars it's such it, it's such a strange feeling like there's a yeah it's it i i found myself sort of feeling wistful and um contemplative because the game had sort of uh, yeah it it uh, awakened some strange strange otherness in me like it was i think we said hmm. it was nostalgia for something that you hadn't, hadn't experienced yeah you were talking about this before nostalgia took the yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think it is legislated nostalgia in the very specific way that um, I understand it now, having sort of looked into it after after you talked about that before. But um, there, there's certainly a degree of that. There's an mm. element of that in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's move on because we, we talked about series stars already. So I've got two left, and you you know what they're going to be. People listening are going to know what they're going to be. I imagine. Yeah. So number two is going to be. Mario Wonder. Mm. Absolute yeah. beauty of a game. Have you finished it? No, that's the one thing I've been a <laughs> bit uh, about, is how all the reviews said, oh, it's it's really easy, it's really easy, it's really easy. And then you get to the special world. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's not too difficult, but there are difficulty spikes in it. And then when you finish the game, you get to the special world, and the difficulty just spikes up so much. And I've got I've got to that point because you unlock you then unlock within special world you unlock a a final challenge and then there's a final final challenge which is mm. what quite a few of the more recent Mario games have done like Mario Odyssey had the the moon and the the dark side and the darker side mm. of the moon and I had a friend messaging me about how the last level the final final level was insanely difficult and he just got through by the skin of his teeth and it was it's almost killed his enjoyment of the game and i thought well, i don't really want that to happen so i watched a, a youtube playthrough of this last level and yeah i i would not have been able to do it had i even have got to that stage of the game so uh, yeah mm. but park that aside that negativity other than that it is wonderful i would argue if you got to the special stage you you have actually finished the game those are always yeah. mario those mario those extra bits are, are just for extra plumbing extra yeah, just extra. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. 
Um, I haven't. I I've stalled a little bit with it. That's definitely a a, a thing uh, for me this year, and with this game in particular, um, but more so the next one. I got to a certain point and just felt satisfied. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I've I've been enjoying that, but I'm also going to move on because I think that there's probably something at the moment that's that's going to capture my attention uh, more than this. So Mario is on my list, which is the other side of this. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad game because I really like it. I really, really like it. I think it's one of the best 2D Marios to... We, we talked about it, didn't we? It, it's one of the best 2D Marios to come out for a long time, and that is what everyone's been saying. Um, we, I know where we talked about it. We talked about it during New Super Mario Brothers we because indeed. they were talking, they were harking on about how New Super Mario Brothers was the savior of Mario, and now Mario Wonders come out, and everyone's forgotten about New Super Mario Brothers, and they're saying it's the best Rightly. thing that came out. Yeah, correctly. Yeah, it's the best thing that's come out 2D Mario wise since Super Mario World, and I would agree. There is a yep. lot of magic to the game that was, I think, lacking in New Super Mario Brothers. Um, and I'm enjoying it on a lot of different levels. It's just that I've also played Super Mario World, uh, potentially. And so this is this doesn't feel novel or particularly new, although there's a lot of novelty mm-hmm. um, in the game. It's, it's like it's, it's the unique selling point of the game is that there is the, oh, look how novel we can be. Um and I, I'm enjoying the novelty of, of various different wonder flowers. I am also feeling a little bit. Uh, I'm, I've just been satisfied. I've got to a point where I was like, yeah, this is nice. I'm going to put it to the side for now. I will come well, back to it. I think your point there about the point of the game I'm at and saying like, okay, I'm done with it there. If you, I think you're probably the same. It's just that you're at a different point. But if you have mm. got your enjoyment level out of it, you think, okay, I'm done with that, then that's fine. You, there's no mm. like written agreement you enter into with any game to say you ha- you must get to 100% or whatever. Or that you have to do it in one sitting or yeah. in a in a consecutive series of days or whatever. Like I, I don't feel like it's a bad thing to have a game that I've enjoyed for 15, well, I don't know how many hours, I'm guessing, uh, some hours, how... Uh, that I can then pick up again, sort of six months down the line, and finish off and go. Oh, yeah. that was a good, a Completely. good couple of bookends. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going back to it, but I don't have any great drive to go back mm. to it just yet. And the fact you're doesn't mean it's a go, bad game though. To go forward, uh, the fact you're planning to go back to it as well shows mm. that, that there's got to be. I know full well that I will. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely will go back to it. I don't I don't intend to not play it. It's just that, as I say. Um, sometimes at certain points you need a different thing. Hmm. Okay, back to you then. Back to me. Well, mine was Mario, so oh. we both know what we're both going to say at we this do. point. The subject of episode 162. Just put is that it? Out there. Right, okay. It is. Uh, it'd be interesting if it's not what I'm about to say. Uh, that oh. would be the most interesting. Um, but I think you're about to say Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it, yeah. It, can't, it can't be anything else, can it? No, I don't think it could be. Maybe, no, 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 maybe it could be. If we played Baldur's Gate 3, maybe we'd be talking about Baldur's Gate 3. So I, I, I'll I'll start this bit off with, uh, with the old Tears of the Kingdom because this is another game that, just exactly like Mario, I have played it to a point of satisfaction and I've set it aside for later. And um, my point of satisfaction was having played it explored for about 70 hours, which is no small amount of time. Mm. Um, I have done 
two of the shri- not called shrines, temples. are they? I've done two of the temples, and I'm at the doorway of a third temple, and I've done seventy or so of the shrines. Um, so I, I I've kind of and I've also done a lot of exploration, like of the above ground and the below ground, and and the uh, and the and the sky islands, the skylands, if you will. Um, <laughs> seventy hours. I played it for seventy hours, and I've enjoyed it immensely. And I did do this. I did do that seventy hours, largely over the course of a few weeks. Um, it is far and away the most played game that I've uh, had on the Switch in terms of the uh, amount of time I've spent on it. It's up there with any other game that I've played this year. I have enjoyed it a lot. I am. I gushed about it in our episode um, on it. I brought it as a as a game to say this is like just amazing. Play it. So I, I hope that me sort of saying oh I've put it to one side isn't ref- you know going to be taken in the wrong way because I think it's absolutely amazing. I, I think it's doing something similar to Sea of Stars. It's doing something that very few things never mind games but very few experiences are actually able to offer what uh tears of the kingdom offers and it's this ability to go back to a place and see it having evolved and and a place that you're intimately familiar with like how many of us have crawled over every square inch of of that particular version of hyrule and know it to know it in an intimate way know it know it like like the back of our hands to not coin a phrase and then to be able to go back to it several years later and to experience the same place, but move, but having moved on uh, a portion of time and seeing some of the familiar people and places, but they've they've moved on, they've lived lives while you've been absent. That's the magic of this game, um, and that's the thing that really struck me. That's the thing that really hit me hard. Um, it does offer a lot of what breath of the wild does and i think then maybe that's an element of why i've reached a point of satisfaction but i think what it does is it takes early. breath of the wild and all the stuff it the breath of the wild did amazingly it's then kind of it's just added extra to it there's like other, mm. other elements the dimensions to it it's it's um there'll be little, little gameplay tweaks or little gameplay improvements or mechanic improvements um such as you know when you're crawling up a cliffside where it's raining you've um it's not quite as slippery there's things like when you fall into water you've got a brief bit of um stamina will will replenish so you can maybe get to dry land or in some of the larger lakes there's lily pads now so you have actually got a way to get across lakes without needing to mm. do it in one go it's always little improvements they're made my daughter who really really enjoyed the game as well i think she has finished it and she went through a big phase about three months ago of watching on youtube think GameSpot do these videos of things you didn't know about Tears of the Kingdom. There's about been about four or five of them, uh, with a new one released about two weeks ago. And s- some of the stuff they've uncovered, the little tweaks and improvements they've made, are absolutely incredible. There was a really yeah. uh, the, they released one two weeks ago, and there was a thing about how in the depths all the the roots. So, so the the depths, these huge caverns with always twisty, turny vines and tree trunks and tree roots that are all gnarled around. But the the roots all point towards Hyrule. Uh, towards, towards Hyrule Castle, so it's almost mm. like that's kind of like being being the, the central tree point, and all, all those roots coming from it. Just a little detail that doesn't have to mm. be there, but it is, and it's it's great. Yeah, there's a quality 
uh, that underpins everything about yeah. it that is undeniable. I, I think, think the story you told about how they, they had that period where they everyone just QA'd it for however long mm. they did just to, to and then think about all those things. That really shows that quality, that polish that is mm. in the game really comes through. Yeah, and they took their time over it. If you if you contrast this with what happened with Majora's Mask, that was a game that was turned around in nine months under extreme pressure. And it, it came out to be something pretty spectacular and um, a, a, its own amazing thing. They took the complete opposite approach with this. They they could have they could have turned something round very quickly. They could have done breath literally Breath of the Wild too, and it could have just been exactly the same thing, just a new story or a, a new adventure uh, veneered over the top of what they already had. And they chose not to do that, and they used that time very wisely, very well. They did make all of those quality of life improvements, and I'm sure I'm benefiting from them. The thing though is that they for me all of that stuff fades into the background when it when it's compared and contrasted with that un uh like what I've tried to what I've tried to encapsulate that weird feeling that it gives you of going back mm-hmm. to that place. It it's really that that I don't know any other game that's ever done that really. Like you you're literally going back to the same place and seeing it having moved on. It's like going on holiday ten years later to the same to the same destination. Yeah, it's um it's it's a pretty amazing thing on so many fronts and it, it has had a significant impact on me. I think as well, um, just uh, sort of away from the game play, we were talking before we started about uh, Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch and how you said that they've mm. done some sort of technical marvel with it. It's the same with Tears of the Kingdom, just how they, they fit it onto this cartridge that's the size of my thumbnail. The, mm. the it, it looks incredible, the, the sweeping vistas you've got in front of you, uh, the, the level of detail to it. You know, when people deride the Switch for not being powerful, it, you, you look at Tears of the Kingdom yeah. and it's my- just some wizardry. My young cousin, uh, just as, as of a, a smaller side, my young cousin got Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch for Christmas this year, and yes, it, it's a, it's one that it's been renowned that machine, the Switch, for the impossible port. You know, The Witcher shouldn't exist on there, mm-hmm. and um, Hogwarts Legacy seems like another one of those. Like it doesn't matter what ex- what what it it looks like, it shouldn't really be able to exist on that machine, and yet the very brief bit of uh of of gameplay that i saw him playing it actually looks like they've done some kind of voodoo magic because it yeah they they've really hit something they've really done they've really done a good job of of Mm. getting fidelity uh out of out of it um but yes you're right like there mario is a similar thing actually i think it it maybe could be considered a less stressful game for this for the console to run mario wonder but there's so much quality to the to the what to what they've been able to achieve there um and and it kind of feels like they are pushing it on that front as well with mario wonder zelda is another thing altogether because you've got the open worldness of it and it, it feels so vast and so so unfathomably large and and you've also then got the extra elements of the down below and the the up above so yeah it's um it's a technical achieve- achievement as much as it is a as much as it's an emotional one it's an achievement on every level which for me is why i'm putting it at number one for 2023 it couldn't be anything else it's 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 brilliant yeah i agreed i haven't put those in an order um no, that's, that's fair. my only caveat i don't think that 
I can't, I, I find it really difficult to think that way. I haven't, knowing full well that Zelda and Mario are going to come up on your list, I did want to um, just add a couple of uh, sort of honourable mm-hmm. mentions. They are two games that didn't come out in 2023, but there we go. They are also games that, for reasons that will be evident, I haven't been able to play uh, until 2023. And that's because they're both VR games. Uh, okay. Um, I got a MetaQuest 3 this last couple of months, and I have, I think I've probably waxed lyrical to you about it. I don't know if I've done that on the podcast. Yes, I'm amazed at how, oh, I have. Okay, brilliant. Um, good, I'm going to do it again. Um, I'm amazed <laughs> at how how it's not my socks off. Like, I, I really have been kind of blown away at what it is able to deliver in terms of experiences or game games and i know i know that saying that and then and then offering the games that i'm about to offer um maybe won't for for vr nuts or whatever won't seem they'll they'll seem like counter to each other but um they're the ones that i've really found myself gelling with and vibing with in a quite in in quite a literal way actually the first one i've talked about before is synthridus so, so everyone, I played where you're doing that. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, that was quite yeah. fun. Everyone talks about Beat Saber when it comes to VR, and I understand why. It made a massive splash, and it's uh, it's good. It is a, a fun thing to waggle around what look like lightsabers and and break blocks. I when I play it, I could play that sat down and still probably do as well or as bad depending on how you look at it as as if i was standing up like you there's a degree of having to buy into it in the exact same way for me as as i had to buy into playing certain wii games mm-hmm. it's a game you can waggle your way through beat saber synth riders is a similar thing uh it has things flying at you in this case it's round orbs and you have to collide with them and, and in this case, you have to collide your hands that are also orbs with the correct color orbs. Um, it also, you have to ride these rails with your with your hands and you have to join your hands together and hit things out of the air with your hands joined together. Um, and those few like tools, those few gameplay tools make it such that um, you feel to, to some degree like you're doing dance, like you're actually dancing. Yep. Which is great. <laughs> Um, and exactly the sort of thing that I was hoping for with Beat Saber. Beat Saber, you can play sat down, right? You can play sat down. Synth Riders, you could probably play it sat down, but you would be severely hindered and you also, you wouldn't end up in that flow. Yeah, you wouldn't end up with this fluid flowing motion that you do naturally end up with in the way that it demands you play. The dance side of it, you just said when I was playing at yours, it was I was naturally finding myself getting into the rhythm of the song, and that was actually yeah. helping me do well ish when I was playing through the songs. I think I think it is something that it stands you up with being an integral part of the game. Mm. You do, I think the soundtrack is more suited to me as well, so I don't think that that's a place that is necessarily in air quotes better than Beat Saber, but certainly the Beat Saber. L- track lineup in the in the standard game is very sort of dance music heavy and this is this is similar like it's got a degree of dance music but it also feels like um 
what's that thing? Oh, uh, Vaporwave. It also feels sort of mm. synth. It's very. It's obviously very synth-led because it's synth riders. Um, and there's an, there's an element of Vaporwave uh, aesthetic to it as well. And, and it just really, I just really gel with that music. I really yep. enjoy it. And even songs that I don't know, I want to hear again and I want to move to again. Um, I, I want to play them through again. Um, I am, yeah, I, ju- I think it's probably one of the best games that I've played this year. So Good choice. I wanted to talk about it in lieu of uh, us both having Zelda and Mario on there. Uh, the second one is um, a game that I got just before Christmas and I've played probably only for about 10 hours, but eight of those hours have been on one at one stage. Uh, and the game's called Puzzling Places. So Puzzling Places is probably what it exactly what it sounds like, actually. It's jigsaw puzzles made out of places. I told you Great. just before we started the podcast, I told you that I'd been doing a puzzle of a place called Biarritz in France. Well, that uh, was, was in VR. Yeah. Right. And I've spent eight hours doing a 400-piece puzzle of Biarritz. It's a, do, you, do you remember... When we were younger, probably about 90s to early noughties, they, they created these things called Puss 3Ds, and you could get the Eiffel Tower as a yeah, puzzle. Yeah, Eiffel Tower or the Globe, where you stuck them together. and Yeah. yeah Puzzling I Places do. is Puss 3D the game. It really right. is that. Uh, it's 3D puzzles uh, that, that you jam together, and each stage, each puzzle, you have the option of doing it any, anywhere from a 25-piece puzzle to a 400-piece puzzle. And you can also do a simplified version of each of those, um, which gives you 25 pieces at a time that you put together and then it'll give you the next 25 pieces. I've opted my first time around with Beeritz. I've opted for just 400 pieces. Give me them all and I'll put them all together. And it has honestly, I only found last year, um, I think it was last year, I only realised that I actually enjoyed Jigsaw Puzzles having loathed them for most of my life i only found that i enjoyed them last year when when i was bought a uh, a shakespeare puzzle by my nana jigsaw puzzles got me through lockdown i i did it a lot during lockdown i, I and i found like you just said i was a bit poo pooey of them for for many mm. years and then, and then a bit like power simulator okay i'll do a jigsaw for an hour with a podcast mm. on with some music on and the time just flies by and it, it's very relaxing yeah so i i've been sat in my front room uh Sometimes Hannah's been there doing something else, and sometimes she's been she's gone to bed early, and I've uh, I've stayed up. And, and the thing that I've ended up choosing to do, I've I've got a fair few games on the VR, and I've obviously got a PlayStation, I've got an Xbox, and I've got a Switch, and I've got a big PC with a nice big monitor. And the thing that I keep coming back to the last few days has been bloody puzzling <laughs> places. I can't I can't fathom it. I can't really explain why. But the, but it is so relaxing. It, oh, I mean, it also has like every each of the puzzles has a soundscape to go along with it, and depending on like the different pieces that you've put in most recently, you might get different elements, new elements added to the soundscape. So in Beeritz, there are some churches, and every time you add a church, you you add these bells that occasionally oh, nice. toll to the soundscape, and it's a it's a seaside town. So when you're close, when you've got the pieces of the puzzle that are closer to the sea edge or or actually over the sea when they're closest to your head you can hear the sound of the waves and you can hear mm. seagulls and things like that it's just it's just very well well done it's simple it's straightforward it was 
probably not like it's not stretching anything in the technical level and yet one of the one of the best experiences i've had well if if you've enjoyed it as so with our wash then what's it matter and what was the name of that yeah. magazine you talked about a profound waste of time if that's what oh, if that's what you're choosing to spend your time doing then fair play to you mm, i i want to just shout it from it's mm. not like it's not a well-known thing like it is pretty well known in vr terms but yeah, it's it is one of those. You said it right. Power wash. A lot of people poo poo power wash. It's the sort of thing that people would poo poo. And you, if you can just be open minded enough to to give it a go, you might find that actually you're more of an old man than you realise. Mm-hmm. Put FIFA down. Get yourself on puzzling places. Do a rooty jigsaw. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's 2023 in games, sort of. Shall we talk about what we're looking forward to next year? Yeah, I I haven't done this bit, so I'm really looking forward to hearing what's on your list. Okay, well, I'll talk through what I'm looking forward to next year then. So I did the thing you talked about where you go on Wikipedia in 2024 in games and had a look through that. But before I did that, though, so the games from last year that I said, hey, these come out in 2023, look forward to them, and they've been pushed Mm. back, are... Glide, which was the one we've talked about as being the spiritual yeah. successors of Spyro, that's still on the cards for 2024, still looks really, really nice. Snufkin, game based on the character mm-hmm. from the from the Moomin books. Um, Snufkin was, I think, voiced by Richard Iowadi in the recent-ish Moomin's cartoon. I don't know if he will be okay. in this game, but that's a bit, a bit of an aside. It looks like they've gone for, it looks gorgeous, but it, it's gone, they've gone for almost like a untitled Goose Game vibe, where you're playing mm. Snufkin, go around a park, and you're trying to evade different park keepers. They released about two or three months ago, there was a new trailer for the game, and it, it looks it looks lovely. It looks really, really mm. nice. Um, Plucky Squire, which is a Devolver yeah. game, got kind of like 2D uh, Paper Mario type vibes, but I think there's an element of kind of going from 2D because you're playing in a book and there's some sort of going across from that. So I can't quite remember, but I the remember Plucky it Squire... Go on. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember when the trailer came out thinking, that looks really good. It's a game that I think the one of the leads is uh, an ex-Pokemon artist, a Western oh. artist. He, I can't remember his name. I think he was one of the first Western artists to be to work on Pokemon, to designing the actual Pokemon. And then he, he is now doing this. Mm. But I could also be completely wrong. I can't remember. Uh, a new Shin-Chan game is coming out next year. That's one that I'd like to play. Just um, Shin-Chan, Crayon Shin-Chan. I think I've talked to you about it before. Shin-Chan and the game are slightly different things, but it's an an anime of a little boy called Shin-Chan who like lives his eight-year-old life. He's a weird little character. Sounds it. The game that he starred in more recently was me and the professor on summer vacation, the endless seven-day journey, which was him and his family going off into the Japanese countryside to spend a week on holiday in in the middle of nowhere and he goes out and, and has adventures um in the middle of the japanese countryside it's a very sort of slow re- relaxation based game and there is a sequel to it coming out it's based on a series of games called boku no natsu yasumi uh, that came out on the playstation playstation 2 uh, which are a similar thing it's a it's a no-name child who gets uh, taken out into the middle of the Japanese countryside and just goes and catches fish and and bugs and rides his bike around uh, the village and um, they've taken that and laid it on Shinchan. It's the only way to play Boku no Natsu Yasumi in the West because they haven't done translations, although someone's hey. working on one at the moment. Uh, so that's coming out next year. 
uh, and I will, I will play that. That's one that I'm looking forward to. Lovely. And the last one that was due for release this year, but hasn't for some reason, is Simon the Sorcerer Origins. The oh yeah, I forgot about that reboot or prequel or bit of both. I'm not really sure, uh, but that looks really nice as well. Mm-hmm. So games that have been announced over the course of this year, due for release 2024, are mm-hmm. well actually one of them. One of them was a game that this time last year, oh yeah, it's definitely about 2023, and it's a game I was really looking forward to, and I just completely forgot to mention it, so I'll mention it now. Is Silk Song? Maybe that will come out. Be nice, wouldn't it? Be really nice. Edge Magazine did a massive feature about 14 months ago about it. About they had a hands-on with it and all the different improvements they're doing to the game, and it seemed like it's really far along. And you know, just give it to us. Come on. No, no, that's not the attitude, and I think you know that that's not I the know. attitude. If they no, need I, the time, they need the time. I'd rather they gave us something as good as Hollow Knight. And mm. I do think that it will be this year. But I don't want anyone to be rushed. I don't want them to rush anything out because it it I it just has to be a good game. It's not like we're lacking for things to do. I no. can definitely do another puzzle. It's fine. <laughs> so the two that have been announced this year that are correct 2024, hopefully, are Peach Showtime, the new 3D... Yeah. Oh, it looks really good. Not into it. Not because it's Princess Peach or anything like that. Just because it looks like a version of Kirby, and I've never really got on with that. And that's exactly why I like the look of it, because it looks like a version yeah. of Kirby, because I really enjoy Kirby on the Switch. And the last one is a game called Thank Goodness You're Here. This was on a relatively recent indie showcase for mm-hmm. maybe the Switch, I can't quite remember. But it's that's a game... the British uh, that's comedy. The one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they've called it a slap former. I'm not really sure what that quantity is. Is that what it's they're saying? Right, okay. it's, it's set in a, a northern town and all the people have got e-bagum, sort of Wallace-type yeah. accents. And it, it just looks... I, I love the idea of that as a setting. Again, I yeah. just mentioned a few minutes ago, it reminds me of Untitled Goose Game. I think it is also... I might be wrong with this, but I think it is also an Australian developer, same as Untitled Goose Game. So that's, that's an interesting... A coincidence but I, I just like the look and the style of it and the fact it's in this northern town and uh, one of the press releases i read said this is voiced by northern comedians i looked into who that was specifically and couldn't find anything more about it but mm. it, it just looks really fun okay cool good and and that's 2024 we'll see um, there's a game called out. mugenics coming out right which is you know eugenics for cats or something I don't know. It's it's um <laughs> it's it involves some people from I think uh, the Super Meat Boy team. I don't know exactly okay. about it, but I like the name and um I I think given that it's coming from the people it's coming from, it might be quite a good game. So that's your twenty twenty four is Mugenics and the game when no, you play as a boy. No, I I'm lo- I am actually I'm looking through the the list at the moment um, because I I I didn't do it before, but um, I, I'll be honest, I'm looking now at the games that haven't been dated for next year. Uh, I didn't I haven't really seen that much other than the things that you've mentioned. There is a sequel to The Curse of the Golden Idol coming out, which is uh, called The Rise of the Golden Idol. Do you know what I've done? I've forgotten a game that I really enjoyed out of my Ooh, list. Oh, go on. And that's disgusting. It's actually, it definitely came out in 2023 as well, and it should have been somewhere on my list, but it's Chance of Sanar. Did I ever talk to you about Chance of Sanar? That was the singing or music type game with the, like, the monks in the desert. Um, it It's not a singing music type game, and I know why you've got monks in the desert. 
from the from the cover of the game. But no, it's like a language game, and it reminded me of Return of the Obra Dinn in so much as you have to use um, you have to use your brain to actually figure out the answers and and nope. put them into the game. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, you you get given a language and the language might consist of 30 or 40 symbols and you have to figure out what each of those symbols means um, and pop it into a book and then you progress onto a different part of the world and you then use that language to figure out another language and you do Rosetta that across Stone, five languages. Huh? Rosetta Stone, the game. Yeah, kind of. It's it's all set around a tower. So the the Tower of Babel springs to mind. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, should have been on my list. I'm an idiot that I've forgotten it. And the reason it came to mind then was because Curse of the Golden Idol works in a similar way. You're solving, um, you're solving crimes. Um, you're solving a mystery in a point and click sort of style. And but you're also uh, having to uh, collect together clues that you then put uh, arrange into. Um, into sentences so um yeah that's why it came into my head then so yeah i'm not gonna keep waffling on i'm sorry uh that's that, fine that well, i I've forgot just, about that i've just seen how long we've been talking for and we probably better end it there because i'm also gonna have room for some more christmas cake yum 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 okie dokie right well thank you very much for listening and hope you've had a good 2023 gaming or otherwise and we look forward to uh you joining us in 2024 hopefully um in the meantime if you could join us on social media facebook twitter instagram and youtube that would be wonderful world of goo 2 that's another one yeah sequel sequel to world of goo i forgot about it sorry i won't i won't i should have done this before we started doing the podcast shouldn't i should that was the brief World of Goo, sure, with briefs. You you brought two games from 2023. <laughs> Give me brief. Uh, World of Goo 2. I played World of Goo 1 at university. It was brilliant. I should have been doing essays and I was playing that game. It it didn't serve me poorly at all. I did fine. Uh, <laughs> and now, over a decade later, they're bringing out a sequel. And it's long yeah. overdue. I'm very much looking forward to that. Let's go. Let's go by. All right. Thank you for listening. See you later.